Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? It's Marty! The boys are back in town again. Marty, I can't figure out how to not to get the intro music to play twice, so I'm just going to let it roll. For some reason, the music is supposed to play once. That tool is set up so the music only plays once. But for some reason, every time it plays twice, and every time I'm like that kid who like hasn't learned his lesson, and I'm like... This time, I'm going to do the same thing I did last time, except I'm going to get a different outcome, and it driving me we, crazy. So, so I, I have a, I have a, uh, a, a, a corollary, uh, which is every time we do a uh, – so we've got a distributed workforce here at TrustedChoice.com. So when we have company meetings, we have to connect up people all across the country, and it seems like no matter what. We never get our audio put together. So it's the exact same thing. Technical difficulties because, you know, Ryan and I are running pretty fast all the time. So it's like, okay, let's get this thing going. And it's like, oh, damn, we forgot to do this or that. Or we changed a setting at the last minute. Oh, I know. It's, it's like always and then, something. And then, like, we're, you know, you you it takes time to produce the podcast and all that. And the time to go back in and figure out why that stupid intro music plays twice. Like, I it's just like the mental power to come back in and figure it out. I'm like, ah, screw it. So, okay, let's get into our show. Yeah, no, let's I got one thing. I got one thing that I got to tell our viewers, and, and you need to hear it most. You know, when the doctor prescribes your meds, you're supposed to take them regularly, Ryan. Because earlier today, Ryan is saying, you're making all this noise. And I'm not, I'm like quiet as a church mouse over here. And, uh, you know, and then, of course, we get kicked off the podcast software so i'm pretty sure it was a system issue but i am always the bad guy well i have been up since 5 a.m writing i've written two email like two like you know marketing emails uh a blog post and um you know we're working on a on a bigger story for a trade publication and it's like i feel like my brain is melting and it's 9 a.m um, okay, so let's get into our show. Uh, I think we got a great show, actually. It's some really cool stuff to talk about. I'm glad to have you back. We've been doing a lot of interviews with Elevate Speakers, which have been phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And um, you know what's really cool is every time we, we push out a new episode of the show with one of the Elevate Speakers, we get a huge influx of people registering for the event, and, uh, and that's amazing. So, I mean, we're, we're going to kill it. We got tons of sponsors coming in. Uh, we are like probably a week away from locking up where the Brat Bonanza is going to be. And I think the, the venue that, you know, we were actually discussing the venue before we went on. I'm not going to tell you guys where it is yet because it's not official, but I think the venue is going to be going to be pretty knocked down. I think people will have an absolute blast and, uh, and all signs point to just, just an absolutely incredible event. And, um, and I hope that if you're listening to this and you enjoy what we do here, um, you'll come, you'll come and be part of it. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, but on that note, I want to give a huge shout out to Westfield Insurance. Westfield Insurance was the very first company to come in and, uh, and, uh, become a gold level sponsor of the event. And you'll see Westfield all over the event. We're huge fans of Westfield and, um, for them to believe in us and and be part of this event means a lot and i love that they were the first kind of large sponsor to come in 
and uh, and be part of the event. So if you write Westfield, if you don't, if you know someone at Westfield, uh, pat them on the back, tell them thank you. They are a big part of making uh, elevate into the event that we know it's going to be. Yeah, and so, write some write some business with the with with these folks, everybody. I mean, this is this is how you as an independent agent actually you know show uh, show in a, in a real concrete way that you support the carriers that are supporting our channel. Do business with them. Figure out uh, figure out where they're trying to grow. Find some business for them and write it. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and Westfield is just a phenomenal company. And I know they take care of their agents. And, and I also know that they're doing a lot of things on the education side to help their agents uh, uh, work better, work more efficiently, work more effectively across the board. Not just in kind of digital and inbound marketing space, but in operations, in uh, retention space, in the perpetuation space. So very, very good things. Very um, honored that Westfield would kind of invest in our event and, and be part of it at that level. And uh, and we have lots more great sponsors coming down the line, and you're going to hear about them because, guys. Sponsors make events like this happen, so I have no problem uh, pubbing them. But yeah. we're five oh, minutes into the show. I know. Hang got- on. I hang on. We got one thing that we don't want to overlook, okay. and uh, that is Ryan and I have been talking to uh, a good friend who has agreed that he's going to uh, – he and, and uh, another principal in his organization are going to be joining us uh, and adding to our already jam-packed agenda. We're going to have a special – um, kickoff event that's going to be designed to lead up and into Elevate. And uh, while we don't have the details ready to publish now, uh, hold tight because you are going to really dig on this opportunity. Yeah, yeah, very excited about that. That news is coming soon, so keep your ears open. Uh, lots of good stuff. But okay, we're we're into the show quite a bit here, and I want to get to the actual content and why uh, why you guys are listening today. So um, there was an article. It was actually published just a day or two ago uh, from when we were recording this from uh, on a website called Contently. Uh, that's C O N T E N T L Y. And if you're into um, uh, branding. Uh, content marketing, digital marketing, all this kind of stuff. And you want to know where I go to read, like Contently is one of my must-read places. So uh, my methodology is I subscribe by email to the sources where that I want to read. I, that's, that's how I get my news is I subscribe to email lists and I, and I send them to my personal email and then every day part of my process I go in and I look through them and look for the articles that I find interesting in these in you know, kind of my trusted sources, Contently is absolutely one of them, and they produced an article. This is just after the Super Bowl, called uh, "Why Do Insurance Companies Advertise So Much?" And the crux of the article it was um, kind of the volume of insurance ads that happened during the Super Bowl, um, which unfortunately, uh, was the greatest game won by the worst team, um, which was very bittersweet because um, you had this amazing all-time great game um, won by the most unlikable team possible. And I have no problem saying that, and all you Pats fans can hate me. Go Bills, Bills Mafia. So, uh, <laughs> And there we have it, the first uh, drink of the podcast. <laughs> but uh, so, so here's the crux of the article and why I thought this was so interesting. So they're talking about how um, insurance, not a sexy product, that's, that's not new. But, um, you know, one of the major issues that so many companies run into, especially, you know, big brands, directs, 
uh, and captives is that you know the 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 greater ecosystem of insurance consumers is so undereducated on the product. And according to Policy Genius, which is a life insurance and health insurance startup, um, they did a survey uh, uh, last year, back in 2016, and found that half the country cannot define the word deductible. Right, so we would think like deductible, car deductible. You know, deductible basically means everything across the board, uh, or makes basically mean basically means the same thing across the board. I know it's slightly different health insurance and, and whatnot, but um, you know, general sense of the term is is the same. And half the country cannot define the term deductible, and you know, it's it's this incredibly competitive space with a population of people that, in some cases, are legally obligated to have the product yet are so undereducated on the product and so disinterested in the product that how do you actually get top of mind? And um, Marty, I'm going to let you jump in here, but the, the, the idea is, is that one of the, the campaigns that they focus on is Peyton Manning's you know, Nationwide is on your side jingle commercial series that they've done. And that Nationwide has actually claimed it is by far their most successful campaign. And that uh, they had, they, um, uh, I'm looking for the stat now. I, I literally just had it and I lost it. They've had over 20 million organic impressions on social media for the Peyton Manning ads. 20 million. That is just a ridiculous number. And we all know this. This is, uh, you know, like he's in the booth and it's, he's like, nationwide is on your side. Uh, this sub tastes really delicious. You know what I mean? Like th- those commercials and all the different varieties of them. And the, the crux is how do we take insurance? How far can we go, you know, to capture people's attention and engagement, but still connect them back to the product? So, um, you know, I think the nationwide one is a, is an incredibly interesting example, but um, we see this with Geico, we see it with Allstate. Um, you know, Marty, what, you know, what do you think about this? I mean, I, I struggle with it too, uh, and and what we're trying to do at TrustedChoice.com and how far we can go. But I, I want to get your perspective on this. So, number one, um, thank you for putting that earworm into my head. Now I'm singing that song, can't get it out, uh, but. You know, here, here we're talking about a, a couple of things, and and uh, the first thing we're talking about is um, we we've talked a little bit about the, the the new buyer journey, right? So so a lot of this advertising is taking place at the awareness level, trying to um, make a consumer aware, whether that's a business consumer or or a, or a personal consumer, aware of. Um, the topic and trying to get your product in front of them. And to do that, there's, you know, we've also talked about how we sort of are in a race to the bottom and we talk about that the only thing that matters is price. I love the fact that, um, as you said, uh, this survey says that 50% of uh, consumers can't uh, define what a deductible is and yet the um, presumption is that they're qualified to be able to make decisions about one of the most important financial uh, protection areas of their entire life. So th- that whole thing just smacks of absurdity to me. Um, but what we're talking about is getting your brand to the point that at the very least, we have what we call aided recall. And uh, I was I was uh, just yesterday or the day before I got to a website 
and you know, a screen popped up and it said, tell me which of these uh, brands you've heard of, right? And that's what we call aided recall. So when you when you see on when you see in a survey a list of things, which of these brands of uh, uh, of you know uh, tissue do you do you recognize? Do you recognize Kleenex? Do you recognize Scott? Do you recognize whatever? Um, so that's the first piece. We call that aided recall. The second one, which is much harder to get to, is what we call unaided recall, where I don't show you a list and say, which of these insurance companies do you know? We say, tell me which the, the insurance companies you remember, right? And we're in the business of being there when our customer wants to know about insurance and, and, and works to find something. And if that earworm for Nationwide is in my head, Nationwide is on my side, hopefully I'll Google Nationwide insurance and that will get me pointed in the right direction. That's where they're working towards, right? To get there, the, the size of the marketing spend is staggering. Um, to get to aided recall, we're talking about $425 million per year. Uh, to get to unaided recall, it's over $800 million a year. And that's why you saw so many insurance commercials during the Super Bowl. And that's why, as, as this article talks about, the Geico spend, I'm sorry, the, the number of Geico campaigns, the different ones that are running, is so broad because they don't know which one's going to be the next caveman or the next gecko. So they're trying all sorts of different things to get, you know, to figure out which one resonates with the public and which one then becomes their, their, their principal campaign moving forward. The final thing I want to say before I turn it back to you, Ryan, is I found it very interesting. Do you have a sister that uh, works for Nationwide? Because they quote Jennifer Hanley in this I, article. I, I saw that. Yeah. It's a very strong and popular Irish name with uh, great heritage in the province of Kerry. Um, so, um, you know, so the number I was looking for nationwide went from 42.9 billion in sales in 2015 uh, and uh, did 42.9 billion in total sales in 2015, which was an increase of 3 billion from the year before. So nationwide is, is, is growing. And, and here's what I would say is that the ads, so, so what is the point of the ads, right? What does Peyton Manning have to do with insurance? Well, the idea is exactly what you said, this aided and unaided recall at different levels for different consumers. And, and really what aided and unaided recall are doing is at, at, a, at a very, uh, at, a, at a micro level, they're cons- it basically is, 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 is having consumers in their own he- head say, you know what, I'll give Nationwide a shot. I'll give them a shot. I, maybe I wouldn't have, but... I've seen their commercials and man, I kind of like them and geez, they're, they seem like they do good stuff and I haven't heard anyone talk negatively about Nationwide in a while. So I'm going to give them a shot. And then it's down to the human beings, right? And uh, either the call center people or the, the Nationwide agents, whether that's through an independent or through, through a, um, a captive, whatever, then it's up to those individuals, those humans to sell those policies and get, get the business done. But the, the advertising, it, it's, 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 setting in people's brain that you should give this company a shot. And, you know, and that's what we're trying to do at trustedchoice.com every day. And you, you, I know you bring up this uh, stat all the time, the, you know, we'll just call it 400 million for unaided, 800 million for aided recall. And 
part of so I take I take issue with those numbers a little bit, and, and here's why. And I've said this to you before. That has a lot to do with TV spend, right? So TV spend is to get eyeballs. TV's expensive, right? TV's an expensive medium to get to get eyes on your brand. So, you know, one of the things that I always push back on is when we think in the digital world, that number comes down quite a bit, right? Um, It did not cost nearly $400 million to get 4.3 million people to trustedchoice.com last year. And as we continue to grow and run new products and different campaigns, those numbers will increase and more and more people will come back to it. And And that's the whole thing. I mean, eventually, you know, it you know, eventually people will see the trusted choice brand and they will think to themselves, you know what, if that agency is a trusted choice agency, I'm willing to give them a shot. And that's really the best we can do, right? The best thing we can hope for is that your agency gets a shot because someone has grown a brand uh, affinity for, you know, for trusted choice. They, They get that it equates to education and value and trust. And and advice. Yeah, you know, and all the things, right? All the things. And and that when they see that, they go, you know what? If this agency is a trustee, I'm willing to give them a shot because I kind of know what's in the box, right? I know I'm going to get taken care of. That That's what the goal was from the beginning. And uh, and, and God help me, uh, that is what, what we will achieve. Um, and we will not do it with $400 million because we will never have access to $400 million. Not, not never, just not right now. for a while. I'm not planning on four four hundred million dollar budget just yet. So so but here's the idea. I think I want to take it down even further. So in this same article, and I've actually seen this study before, but they reference it, uh, Velocify surveyed a thousand insurance agencies and found that the agencies that spend at least 15% of their revenue on marketing see a significant revenue growth of at least 20% year over year. So so here's what I'm saying to you is this idea, I think, gets lost in big brands and directs and captives and 400, no, numbers like 400 million and 1 billion that Geico spends and, you know, and you're like, oh my God, my agency can't spend that. Well, no duh, your agency can't spend that. That's okay. The con- th- You have to think about it in scale, right? So if you're trying to work your local market 25, 50 miles from your agency, you don't need $400 million for brand, you know, um, for brand recognition in that space. But you do need to spend money to get your brand in front of the people in that area on a consistent basis with a message that uh, portrays your value structure, your value proposition, whatever that may be for your particular agency. You know, and, and let's say it's not just local. Let's say you're national in a specific niche. It's the same thing applies, right? At scale, you can do this and ultimately have a don't have to spend as much because you are local. And, you know, Geico has to spend a billion because they're nationwide, have no local locations except for, you know, occasionally some guy in a random town that doesn't really do much. And you do, I don't even necessarily believe that those businesses are open. I feel like they just buy them for the advertising. And um, so they have to. They have no local connection to people. So they have to spend that money. You don't have to spend that, but you do have to be out in front of them. And as Marty said, as we were prepping for this, so I'm going to steal his line. The, the days of spending 2 or 3% of your revenue on marketing and growing your business are over, and they really are. You just, there are people, there are too many people competing for that, for that space and that share of mind, right? There's not an infinite amount of space in a consumer's mind to hold insurance brands, 
There, ju- there just isn't. So there's a limited, there's a finite amount of brain power that someone can give to registering brands in their mind. And if we're not getting our brand, both uh, and the Trusted Choice brand to capture the greater ecosystem of independent agents and your individual brand, the Jones Agency, the Thompson Agency, whatever it is, you know, if you're not getting that in front of, in front of them as well, hopefully co-branded with Trusted Choice so you can capture what we're doing as well, then you, you know, you're going to struggle today because we're not even talking about all the funded insurtechs. 56% of insurtechs companies are coming after marketing and distribution. They're going for mindshare. You have captives, you have directs, you have individual uh, independent agency brands, you have independent carrier brands. I mean, you have all these different brands that are fighting for mindshare. And if you're not playing the game, you will not keep that space in someone's mind. And eventually, even your clients who you don't touch on a regular basis are going to start to be infected with other brands. And they're going to go, you know what? I've been with the Jones agency for 10 years, but geez, you know, it seems like I should probably give someone else a shot. Maybe Nationwide is the company I should give a shot because they've been banged over the head by Peyton Manning for the last three years. And that's what happens if we're not playing the game. We start to get pushed out. And, uh, and, and that's why I, you know, I was so excited for this topic because I think that, 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 that this is the time more than ever. Uh, and, and I actually, I want to pass it to Marty because Marty's going to take us into, we, you know, the reason we're talking about this is we want to kind of preview some 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 concepts that we're moving into, right? We're building out new divisions inside of Trusted Choice. You know, search has always been a huge part of our business and will forever be a huge part of our business. And that department is not going away. But we're, what we're starting to do is build out other avenues to reach consumers, right? Um, and Marty, I want you to tell, you found an amazing article. Again, this will all be in the show notes. You can get this article. Uh, I'll put the Peyton Manning video in there. Uh, I'll put the Marty the article Marty's about to talk about uh, in there as well. AgencyNation.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode 61. This is episode number 61. And um, you can go in and check out all these resources and studies and stats for yourself. But Marty, you know, give us give us the preview here on um, the idea that that you know that we're kind of moving into now building out this kind of new department inside our organization sure but before I go there let me let me have a couple of couple of uh, comments back to uh, our topic that we're just closing up number one um, some of you may have heard of Velocify. I just want to let you know that this is a tech company um, that has a specific insurance agency uh, CRM. So one of the key components, right? So when when somebody approaches your agency, they're not always in the, I need to make a buying decision right now, right? They're still in the evaluation phase rather than the decision phase. And one of the most critical components is to stay in front of that buyer, okay? So whether it's Velocify or or it's another tool that you use, it can be a drip marketing campaign tool. It could be something like Constant Contact. The point is that's that is a technology that you need to internalize if you haven't done that yet in your agency. So that's number one. Number two, um, Ryan, I'm going to put you on the spot here momentarily. You're probably going to be better at me than remember ex- remembering exactly which episode it was. But a number of episodes ago, we did a show where one of our key components was how would you spend 500 bucks to do marketing, right? Thousand. 
A thousand. Okay, so we we said uh, that that this this report says that fifteen percent is a, is a target that you should be shooting for. So I want to refer everybody back to that podcast if you haven't listened or if you listen to it and you don't remember Ryan's suggestions. Uh, do you have the number, or we can post that in the show notes as well? Uh, I'll post it in the show notes. I want to say it's like. 59 or 58 somewhere in there okay. but you'll, you'll see it if you go to the you'll see it in if you go to the podcast page cnation.com forward slash podcast so perfect so let's let's get into this uh our next segment now so um as ryan said there's all uh there there are new new um technologies coming online all of the time that are designed to amplify um this reach to um, consumers in the various segments, particularly in the awareness segment of the buyer journey. Uh, if you've been um, in the, the, the insurance press at all over the course of the past 18 months, uh, if you've seen it once, you've seen it a hundred times, this phrase, big data. And, you know, that's, that's a cool term and there's, you know, some kind of pie in the sky. Um, wow, this sounds pretty cool. And, you know, all this data that they got and they can really start drilling down into, you know, do red cars really have more accidents than black cars or whatever that kind of study study information is. But it goes way beyond that. And as Ryan said, um, I came across this article and it's very interesting. So what, what we have is um, a, a, a Polish a uh, data researcher who got an opportunity to go to Cambridge University in England and uh, start researching. And he was in the department that studies psychographics. And psychographics um, is the concept that we can measure personality along five traits. And without going uh, going into the nitty-gritty of this, you know, these traits are, are you open to new ideas? How detail-oriented are you? Um, are you emotional? Those kind of things. So back in 2008, this, this individual, Michael Kosinski, uh, started down the process of this new, this kind of new social media platform called Facebook. And they threw up a little quiz where they said, uh, to his to his buddies, hey, would you take this quiz for me and, and let me try to see what I can find out? Well, this thing blew up and it was forwarded around and became, uh, in the early days of Facebook, you know, tens of thousands of people took this quiz. That data turned into this project, which now has gone further and further. And what I'd like to do is um, address or read some of uh, the statistics that this guy came up with and to show you how far this technology has come. So Kosinski and his team tirelessly refined their models. In 2012, Kosinski proved that on the basis of an average of 68 Facebook likes, was possible to predict skin color with 95% accuracy, sexual orientation with 88% accuracy, and affiliation to Democratic or Republican Party with 85%. 
But it didn't stop there. Intelligence, religious affiliation, as well as alcohol, cigarette, and drug use could all be determined. From the data, it was even possible to deduce whether someone's parents were divorced. The strength of the modeling was illustrated by how well it could predict a subject's answers. He continued to work on the model. Before long, he was able to evaluate a person better than the average work colleague merely on the basis of 10 Facebook likes. 70 likes were enough to outdo what a person's friends knew about that individual. 150 made them more aware than the individual's parents. 300 likes more than what their partner knows about them. On the day that Kosinski published these findings, he received two phone calls the threat of a lawsuit, and a job offer. Both calls came from Facebook. Ryan. So when he says a Facebook like, what he means is, uh, for, for those of you who may not be 100% familiar with, with Facebook, what he means is you li- liking a page or liking uh, an article or a story or an image, basically like liking something on Facebook is your way of kind of acknowledging it and saying, okay, I'm... I, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested in this, you could say at a high level. And to me, it's just absolutely insane. I, I think it's creepy to a certain extent. There's no doubt about it. Um, but it is absolutely a reality. And, and here's how this has practical use, right? I think it can be used for evil for sure. You know, you can, um, you can use this information to try to manipulate people by sharing, you know, and, and people try to do this with fake news and, and all kinds of different things. But I think used for good, uh, it also has a lot of power. So what this could say is someone who is um, maybe concerned about the financial ramifications of uh, passing away, uh, maybe they have a family, maybe they're a single parent, and you can offer them uh, incredibly low-cost life insurance or uh, have a specific home and auto product or renter's insurance product for um, for someone in that area or maybe uh, for single parents or whatever. I mean, there's a min- million ways that you can create messages which speak di- directly to a uh, specific um, need based. I think you could, you like I said, you can use this for evil, but you could also use it for incredible good. And I would like to believe that that's what we're trying to do. And tapping into this information and being able to dial specifically into the types of people that uh, independent agents have products for, the types of people that agents help best and want to work with, and the types of people who have needs and real concerns that agents can can help address. Uh, I think that this is an incredible opportunity, and um, you know, again, we're we're not ready to attack this market yet. And this is this is all the way in. I mean, this is this is head first down the rabbit hole. You know, we will be taking baby steps into this space as we get into it. You know, because again, neither one of us are data scientists, but um, I think to to disregard such tools and such ability to um, target people. Uh, with productive and value-driven messages um, would be a 
a mistake on our part. Yeah. And so let me let me jump in here. So so how does this how does this really apply? Okay, it is a known fact that we disregard most advertising, right? If I'm not thinking about a product or the product has absolutely zero value to me for whatever reason, uh, I'm not, it's an intrusion. I don't even want to know about it, okay? I will tell you, however, that my browsing windows are, are populated with advertisements from various and sundry RC products, you know, including uh, quadcopters and airplanes. And, and why is that? Because, the, because those advertisers know that those are the things I'm interested in. And guess what? I don't consider those to be an intrusion in my life. Those are fun distractions, right? Ooh, there's a cool new quadcopter out. Let's go see what that thing can do. And so that's really where this becomes powerful because we take information that we know about you and we take facts that may not indeed be um, 100 per, you know, I'm going to give you a link that, that makes sense, but they, they may not be this, this direct. So if we know that you've been to trustedchoice.com and then we also see uh, that you are shopping uh, on um, car sites and you're doing a search for compare um, Ford Explorer to, uh, you know, a Toyota Highlander, maybe all of a sudden we know now, ooh, there's a new car purchase going on. So therefore, this consumer might be more um, apt to be thinking about insurance in the near future. So when they go to the local um, enthusiast magazine and want to uh, want to learn about, you know, the comparison or, or maybe, uh, you know, review that, that Ford Explorer, all of a sudden... A, a native advertising link, um, you know, key safety features that any new car buyer should be, uh, should be aware of, right? That article is actually um, a low pressure message for why an independent agent is the, you know, one of the appropriate things that you should be thinking about in a new car purchase. So that's how this, that's how this big data begins to apply itself in our world. Yeah, and and you know the high, the long and the short of it is, um, you know, from a from a tactical standpoint, from both our perspective, from the you know maybe carriage perspective or agents, is that by by doing by doing this type of uh, targeted marketing in a smart way, you know, using tools beyond just you know Google AdWords and you know the retargeting tools, um, but but you know, diving much, much deeper in omni-channel type stuff, taking people and, and that, that come in through search and, 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 you know, dripping to them through, through different uh, mediums, such as maybe Facebook and then Twitter. And then, you know, they hit a, a web page and then maybe in their Google email address. I mean, there's a, there's a whole, there's a spectrum is enormous, but doing this in an incredibly smart and targeted way allows us to spend the limited ad dollars that we have in a much more efficient manner. So instead of just blanketing the market, the kind of spray and pray method, which does not work, you know, spray and pray banner ads just absolutely positively do not work. Even if you are, uh, you know, hey, we're going to go for car sites and mortgage sites, it just, it, that doesn't work because it doesn't matter the site. It matters the intent of the specific human being that you are talking to. So 
this is a different way of, of thinking about things. It's, it's, it's deeper. It's much more dynamic. It's much more complex. I'm excited that it is the future. Uh, Marty, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. Guys, I, I, uh, I want to thank you for listening to the show again. Happy to have Marty back. I know I've done a couple shows on my own, but, um, Doing them with Marty is always my favorite. Uh, glad you guys are here. If you want to get tickets to Elevate, I'm telling you, go out and get them today. Do not miss this event. Do not miss this event. Don't procrastinate. Do it right now. Go to Prices Asian will Nation. be going up. <laughs> At some point, they will. Right now, get your ticket today, agencynation.com forward slash Elevate17. Go get your tickets. Uh, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. And with that... We are going to get out of here.